0: Okay, hi, welcome to Orch This is Saratova Best. We are talking about Test Kisle. And we're going to start off by talking about, as we always do with him, what's in it for me. Why do I, why am I excited about Test Kisle? Well, because they're going to have a big forbringan and they're going to serve more um, salami. No, no, right? I can't get excited about the salami. I can't But you know, and they'll, this and this and this. Why, why am I excited about it? So I'm going to give a, a personal little anecdote. Um, Between, let's say, in my family, in my family of birth, um, I guess I was a bit of an anomaly, meaning they were more focused on getting stuff done. And I was more focused on figuring out what is the essence of it. Right? So if somebody would say, okay, uh, what are, you know, you know, what time are you making supper? That's 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 getting stuff done, and I was I was more focused on. But what is the essence of it? What is it? What is it all about? You know, I'm the intellectual. You get you do the you do the work. I'm the intellectual, right? I'm the thinker. I'm the philosopher, right? You do the work. So make whatever you want to make. I don't know. I my talent is best used not by seriously. You want me to make a quiche? I'm not that good at making quiches. But if you want me to give you a treatise on why does a quiche need eggs, and, and what is the and why does it have to be in a pie crust? According to the spiritual world, that I can do, right? And therefore, if what is it, What is the function of a pie crust when you think about it? Right? We're not going to go into it now, but that idea of the two realities. There are two reality, two, two parts of Torah, Nigla of Torah and Pninisat Torah. Nigla of Torah. <clears throat> tells you what to do with something. I think we said that last week. Right in front of me, I have a cup and I have tea. And I need to know how fast I have to drink this tea in order to make a bracha The Question is first, what is the bracha? Okay, we know it's a shahakal based on lots of reasons. That comes from Niglav Taira. That comes from a tadasi. It's a Is it this? Is it that? You have to figure out what are you supposed to be doing with this thing. Well, if it's tea, a tea bag and water, you're supposed to say shahakol. That took many, many years of derivation, not on my part. And now, and sometimes we have to ask a rub. If I sip this tea, if I make a shahakol right now, I sip this tea right now, and I sip it very slowly. Throughout the whole time I 'm doing this year do I make a bracha right now? no interesting. Wow no because you didn't drink enough of a quantity at any given time that is the right. how do we know that? The theadas told us the tree of good the tree of knowledge told us it told us what you do with this because well, there used to be sparks. Now we should, yes, We already said the sparks, the bureau of the sparks is done, so now we're bringing the light of Mashiach in. But the sparks in there, its ability to be holy, I have to work with it to previously pull out those that spark, now bring the light of Mashiach into it, to make it into a vessel for the holy light of Hashem. This is the question we always ask at every shear how do you do that? How do you do that? If you want to know how do you do anything, this is a beautiful painting. How do I replicate a painting such as yours? How do you do that? For the how to do, I go to the etzadat, the tree of knowledge. It's the knowledge of right and wrong and what to do to explain Extract the potential. If I go to an art class, there can, I, can go to, I can say the first 10 years, I went to Mrs. A, as her, to, to her art class. And the second 10 years, I went to Mrs. B. All art teachers no, all art students know they had various teachers in school. One will teach you, no, oh yeah, thank you. One will teach you what to do to have the best technique. And another one, and another one will teach you more of the essence. I know because there was a woman in this community who used to teach voice, and she didn't teach people anything to do with the vocal cords. As far as I know, it was all mind work. You know, you would think she would have them doing, uh, you know, la, la 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 la, all that. No, 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 nothing with the vocal cords. Nothing about what to do, what to experience. So, if I want to pull the potential out of something, number one, I need to know what to do with it. The eight to das tells me that. But then the other thing I need to know, I mean, now that I know what to do with it, so I, let's say you're going to teach me the technique of how to do a painting just like this. Now I know how to do it. I'm good to go? So now I'm going to become an artist? Not necessarily. What am I missing? You taught me all the techniques. You may have art students, and you, you taught them all the techniques. Some really go <laughs> on to succeed, and some forget that they ever came to you. What was the difference? What what did one have that the other one didn't have? Yeah, they had a Motivation. motivation. They had a motivation. They looked deeply into the essence of art and something touched them. It just resonated with them. So unless I know, you know, what is, the, what is the essence of it all? What is it really all about? A bunch of techniques aren't going to help me. A bunch of techniques are not going to help me. That's just what to do with it. What to do about it. Now let's go back into more Chassidisha Russian, and I'm going to look into the Sikh in a second. When Adam Arishan was there in Gan Eden, and he was told not to eat from the Eta Das, he had two trees. It's not that he wasn't supposed to eat from the Eta Das, he was supposed to eat um, from the Eta Das on Shabbos. I think, one second, eat from the Eta Das within the context of holiness. Uh, you know what? I'm going to leave this topic. I'm not remembering well. I don't, I don't want to fudge it. Let's just say like this. From the Eitz Adas, he was supposed to eat from the Eitz Chaim as well. He had to eat from the Eitz Adas within the right context. I'm not going to go there and touch that one. Which would have given him the understanding of the difference between good and bad. If he got it right, if he got everything perfectly right, then he should live forever. When you do a painting, if somebody comes in to have a new spray, they spray this painting and it's preserved for decades, will you let them spray it if you still have changes that you want to make in the painting? No. Once they spray it, it's done. So you may resist. You know, you go to an art gallery and they're spraying up and, every, and you go to an art, art class. And they're spraying up everybody's painting. Once it's sprayed, it's done. It's, it's finished. You can't make any changes. It's all, they sprayed over it. So you may feel like, I still want to make changes. Don't spray this one. I'm not happy with it. Okay. When Adam was there, Hashem said, the way you are now if you eat from the Eitz Chaim, it's as if we sprayed the painting, the picture of who you are and what your life is. And this is the way you'll be forever. And all your offspring will be like this forever and ever and ever. If you like the way your life is right now, let's put on the spray, meaning eat from the Eitz Chaim and live forever. Exactly the way it is. If you don't like it, let's not eat from the Eitz Chaim. See that concept? Essentially, why would you want to live forever in a situation that is not exactly a great, if you don't have a great life now, you don't want to preserve that for eternity. You want to still be able to make changes. Once you eat from the Eitzchahim, you basically sprayed, sprayed, put a, 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 an acrylic cover over your life and this is the way your life will be forever. So, other Mauritian, what he did is, when he ate from the Eitsa Das, he internalized the struggle between good and evil. He internalized the struggle. Would you want to live forever in a struggle? No. No. What did eat from the he didn't eat from the Eitsa Chaim. Because then the way he made life be, by eating from the Eitsa Meaning, life would be a struggle. Mm. And then, if you eat from the Eitzel Chaim, life will be a struggle forever. Mm. Hashem said, I wouldn't do that to you. Other Marishan, you want that? You want to struggle? That's because you internalize the struggle between good and evil. And Eitzel Das means forever. You want to struggle forever? You do? So Hashem said, no, 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 no. no." Do you see how it would be insane? Even if Adam Arishan said, okay, but I know I was here to also eat from the Eitz HaChayim. Hashem said, no, you are forbidden to eat from the Eitz HaChayim. Because essentially what it means is the struggle that you brought into the world. I am not going to let you live like that forever. No, I will not let you, says Hashem. I forbid you. Even if you're in a moment of passion and you think it'll be, it'll all work out, Hashem says, I know better. I created the world. Trust me, you don't want to live forever like this. What will make you live forever? Eating from the Ezra Chaim. So don't eat from it. This is not a way to live forever with a constant struggle. You know, it's bad enough. We walk around all the time and say, No, in the end, life is not easy. We all grew up with that nonsense, right? In the end, it's dog-eat-dog, dog. life is not a bowl of cherries, you think they're waiting for you, you think you can't always get what you want, and all those annoying gullet-isms. And then we say, we want Mashiach now. For what reason? To live like that forever? With all these, you can't get what you want, and life is a struggle, and it's dog-eat-dog, dog and, and nobody, really? You want to live like that forever? No wonder people don't want to sing, we want Mashiach now. That's not a way to live forever. Once it gets good, and the struggle is inil- eliminated, then you want to live forever. So, so far so good? Okay, so what does this have to do with the kiss So when Adhemarishan ate this, um, this fruit, you know, and internalized the struggle, not just, he thought he was going to internalize the understanding of the difference between good and evil. That's fine. He didn't know he was going to be swallowing the, the struggle. More information, why not? Oh, that's so interesting. I think I'll write my thesis on the difference between good and evil. Wow, I have so much material. I'll do a podcast and I'll do a weekly blog. That's fine. Oh, but he didn't count on, it didn't occur to him. Oh my goodness, what have I done? This is not just about my thesis about a struggle. My life became a struggle. I don't like this. He didn't count. He didn't realize he was going to internalize the struggle. So Hashem said, that's why you cannot live forever like this. This is not a way. I will not, I do not want you to live, you and your offspring to live forever in a constant struggle. Right? 1952 type of struggle. No, 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 no. So, therefore Hashem said, so this is what you'll do. Since you made this mess, you know, this, this, um, by eating from the eight to das, this confusion of good and evil. So therefore, Hashem says, what you'll do is you'll learn Taira, which goes in and pulls out the sparks, of the good sparks from the messy outside. And you'll also, you'll give us mitzvahs, and you'll give us Taira, which enables us to go in and take out the good sparks and sift them out from the negative shell. Right? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So... There are two ways to do it in Tyra. One is learning Nigla of Tyra. That goes in, it corresponds to Eta the same thing. It goes in, pulls out the spark, the positive spark, and leaves the rest to fly away. So it sifts out the good from the bad. That's what Nigla of Tyra does. Corresponds to Eta Das. Et, et once we've done enough of sifting, 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 sifting for many generations, then finally Hashem says, now is the time. Now I'm going to tell you, start eating from the Eitz Chaim. You've sifted enough, and now it would be appropriate for you to live forever, for everybody to live forever, because you've done enough sifting, and you've cleaned up the world through the Eitz Das Nigla approach. Gemara, halacha. What do you have to do? What do I do with this tea? Okay. So what does the Eitzchahim correspond to? Pnei um, So in the 15th century, the Arizal is told, in the 1500s, the Arizal is told, Mitzvah LeGalas of the let's start eating from the, Arizal is told by Hashem, it's time to start tasting from the Eitzchahim. Which eventually becomes chesed, which eventually becomes it's funneled into is shabbos. And here we are tonight. We're about to celebrate Yotzes Kislev Chagigula, the Alter Rebbe Bal Yeshua, Misnachav and Nagila, the beginning of the real releasing of the energy of Eitz of the Tree of Life. This is it. This is the birthday. So now we start to morph into, and again, when it happened in the time of the Arizal, and then each month, what happens is we were—if we weren't allowed to eat from the Eitz Chaim ever—and now we're supposed to. And the difference between the Eitz Das and the Eitz Chaim: one is focusing on what he's supposed to do, and the other one is focusing on the eternity of the essence of things. What is it really? So now not only do we have permission to focus on what is the essence of things, but well, it's a mitzvah to do it, and we learn about it, we, we're learning a taira, and watch this, the interesting thing is, together with that, Hashem creates a revolution, that's what I feel, in the darshvi of balei tshuva, who really don't care a lot, the, the, the you know, we now know we're in that select group of from the 70s and 80s, right, that there never was a group like that before and probably never will be again, of people who aren't really that interested in Ata das kind of stuff. They're more interested in what is the essence of life. Perfect match, the match. You have the perfect student for the perf- at the perfect moment, in the perfect time, the perfect place. It all syncs up. Because imagine if you come with Eitz Chaim to a world in which everybody just, just tell me what to do. I don't know. Who cares what the essence of things is? I don't know. I don't care. Kind of like men. Men, if they weren't told to learn Kuzitis, they, unless they're artists, they don't care what the essence of a cup and a straw is. It's not their thing. Just tell me what to do. Yes. No. Throw out the straw. Keep the straw. But why would? You, but for us, we want to figure out the essence of it all. So Hashem created these people. These yidn took them from, you know, all corners of the world. And Hashem created these people who the only food we wanted was essence food. Okay, fine, tell me the halacha. Okay, good. But we could not have survived it, Shai right? They would have been telling us all day long what to do. What's the halacha? Drink this much, then say a bracha. Then don't say a bracha. Then do say a bracha. Long time good, right? How how long can I stay with that? You know, and do on Shabbat, you do stir it with a, a spoon, you don't stir it with a spoon, the tea bag, yes, no. Uh, fine, just tell me what to do, Yella Nu. Zaznu. I want to know what is the essence of a spoon that a spoon could do such a thing. Okay. So so far, so good. The birthday of this energy, the birthday of Sorry, let's say it like this. What is Yud Tes Kislev now in this context? Yud Tes Kislev is the moment, not only the day, the moment in Tafkuf Nun Zayin, probably, or Tafkof Nun Tes, probably, 1789, probably. That is the moment on that Tuesday when the Eit Hachaim was given permission to emerge in the world. The baby was born, and breathed his first. It's true, the baby was in utero for nine months. The baby was in utero for all of the generations, since, since Adam arishan And each of the, the the tzaddikim, you know, great tzaddikim were learning Pnei Mitzatira. And in the 1500s, the Arizal was told, now it's a mitzvah to reveal it. And then the Baal Shem Came along. And then they would go around and they had their little kid Kadisha and then they would speak to simple people. And, 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 and. But the real birth of this tree of life, which is the tree of eternity, <coughs> was on Yates Kislev at that moment, 1789, when Yautarev was reading Padre Vishalim Nafshi. So it's a birthday. Now, the amazing thing about today's, tonight's birthday is, since what Hasidus does is it reveals the essence of everything, it doesn't teach us about the spiritual worlds. Kabbalah teaches us about the spiritual world. It teaches us what the essence is of a flower, a pitcher, a straw, a pair of glasses, a telephone, a spoon, you name it, What. The essence of everything is that's what it is. Perfect for the essence people, for the people who could all day long imagine getting paid to think about the essence or something like that. You know, I know people who say I get paid to think. Wow, that's a job. <laughs> you know, so um, imagine that you're an essence person, and really the most juicy thing for you that interests you the most is what the essence is of all things and how it all connects. Your birthday is tonight. It's your most favorite thing. It's almost the only thing that keeps you going and moves you forward into Gaula and will enable you to step into your true leadership and lead the world in that way. It's your birthday. That's what's exciting about you at Deskisle. Okay, so um, I'm just going to look at the Sikha for a couple of minutes. Um, this is the Sikha of Tavshin and Beis, Yotes and Chaf Kislev. And at the end there's actually a surprise, it's a very short sicha, there's a surprise ending. So the Rebbe says that the inning of Chag of Geul of Yotes Kislev is called Chag HaChagim, the holiday of all holidays. It's also called Rosh Hashanah. We sort of know now why it's Rosh Hashanah, it's the birthday because it reveals what everything is really all about. I think I told the story last week that I was sitting and learning many years ago, and I was thinking, what is the essence of Hanukkah? And I couldn't figure it out, and I said, okay, enough, enough, enough. Just go back to the sicha, continue the sicha. Why are you driving yourself bananas? What is the essence of Hanukkah? So I didn't know. I wanted to know. What is what is Hanukkah really? And I looked down, I said, okay, I'll go back to learning the Sikh. I looked down in the Sicha and the Rebbe's saying, what is Yotas Kislev? Yutis Kislev reveals what something is really. Like what is Hanukkah really? What is Pesach really? What is Purim really? What is it? Not what you do with it. Not what made us seller. For instance, Hanukkah. What do you do with it? You make sure you get oil or candles and, and you light them at the right time. That's what you do. How do we have it? What does it come from? You know, the story with the, you know, the Manaira. That's how we got here. And that's what we do with it. But I don't want to know how we got here. Everybody else knows how we got here. Tell me the story a million times. And what you do with it, go to the store. They'll tell you what to buy. What is it? Why am I, why am I lighting? what is it really? What is Hanukkah really? There's only one day that can tell you that. kiss with That's the birthday of that energy. So that's why it's Chag HaChag, And it's emphasized by the Pasuk, Pada V'Shalom Nafshi. And we know, Pada V'Shalom Nafshi, Mekrav Li, Ki Barabbim Hayum I'll explain in a second. We know that the Altar Rebbe said, in his famous letter, Kishakarisi B'Sefer Tile B'Pasuk, Pada V'Shalom Nafshi, Yatasi B'Shalom Me'Hashem Shalom. When I was reading in Tehillim, the Mithra Rebbe, the Rebbe, sorry, was reading Tehillim, it was Tuesday, he was reading Tehillim. And when he came to that Pasuk, Padavashalam Shalom Nafshi, my soul was redeemed in peace, they came in and said, you're free to go. At that moment. Which means that the whole essence of Yud Kislev is Padavashalam Shalom Nafshi, my soul is redeemed in peace. What would I not give to have my soul have a redempt- Redemption. You know, I said the other night we went to a birthday party and she said, everybody here has a very special mission and each one is different. And I said, since it's your birthday, can we make appointments every half hour tomorrow? You'll have another call with one of the, your guests here and you'll help them figure out what their mission is. <laughs> so, my soul is redeemed. I feel peace. My soul is redeemed in peace. How can you feel peace? First of all, you feel peace when you're out of the struggle. You're either in struggle or you're in peace. Pada Vishal nashi clearly does not refer to Eta Das. That's about the struggle. The struggle is good. You've got to work through the stuff to get to the peace. My soul was redeemed in peace is very profound. What we understand from this is the Altarev is telling us Hasidus Chabad is about enabling our souls to be redeemed in peace, enabling us to have peace, true peace, and our souls have peace, and our souls have a redemption. There's a freedom there. We said yesterday the French Revolution was about equality, fraternité, liberté, and la This is what Chabad Chassidism is about. This is what the that's why the Alter Rebbe was opposed by Napoleon because the Alter Rebbe also brought equality, fraternity, and liberty. As we said in the sechel yesterday, the, on the simple level, the equality of Chassidim ein mishvacha. No, fraternity Chassidim ein mishvacha. One family. And, and equality on the level of etsem and afish, everybody's the same. Penteleid, everybody's the same. There's no higher and lower, no scholar and, you know, non-scholar. So that's equality, fraternity, and liberty. The only way a person can be free is if they're within, they've jumped deeply into Tyra, and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and, deeper, and as they go deeper and deeper in, they start to experience freedom. The only place there's any freedom so all of those things that Napoleon grabbed onto and used as his slogan for the revolution, or that the, the French people used as a slogan for the revolution, they really came from the Alta And clearly, that's most probably what made the French Revolution happen at that time. Why were the French people so... Aroused and so discontented, they were fine with Louis the Thirteenth and the Fourteenth, Louis the Twelfth, Louis the Sixth. They did fine. Punk. comes to Louis the Sixteenth. No, we got to get rid of the king. You had sixteen such guys, right? If he's Louis the Sixteenth, had fifteen Louis. You were okay with all other fifteen Louis. What 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 emphasis? What, yes. clearly, because this was the time when the birth of truth and freedom would emerge through the Altareva. So they felt, you know, the birth of brotherhood, fraternity, birth of equality where everybody is equal, everybody is, has a Pintoleid, and, and liberty, true freedom, That the birth was happening through the Altareva, they felt it, so they decided we have to have liberty, and equality, and, and fraternity. Same three things. Okay, so... Anybody want to say anything? I'm not stopping the recording, cause but remember, say things that you want recorded and listened to all over the world. Anybody want to say anything? No. Okay. Okay. So the Rebbe says, in addition, nice perish balagula. Besides this, um, the words of the Alt Rebbe, the balagula, he said, Padavashal Nafshi. It means his Padia, his redemption. When I was reading it, all of a sudden I came out in peace. It worked. Imagine, the Alta Rebbe is saying, I'm reading a and Tehillim about coming out in peace. Do you know what happens to me? I come out in peace. Now, by the way, people have been reporting, especially the last month, enormous synchronicity. You're thinking pastel, and somebody calls you up a minute later and says, I have a whole set of pastels that I don't use. You're thinking cacao, raw cacao powder, and comes up on your phone, uh, raw cacao powder is now on sale for, uh, you know, whatever its two ninety nine a bag, etc. You're thinking it, and it becomes actuality. Have you noticed that? Oh, okay, so everybody's r- reporting that, that it's, it's happening in your mind, it's percolating in your soul, and then you see it in front of your eyes. That kind of synchronicity. That's what the of is saying. I'm tuning into the redemption and the redemption of my soul through Tehillim. And they come and say, you're free to go. I'm tuning into fraternity, uh, sorry, not fraternity, liberty, the liberty of Tyra and the redemption. Padava Shalom. I'm redeemed in peace. And they, don't, and they come in and they say, you can leave. A peaceful way to leave. Like Shalom Mordechai. Ravashkin, go to the office. And they say, you're free to leave. Whoa. Right? That kind of thing. You picture it in in Ruchnius and it happens. That's Geula The Altherab is saying, that's exactly what happened to me. I said it in Tehillim and as soon as I said it, they unlocked the, the doors, they unlocked the cell and said, You're free, you have a redemption. Go. You can leave. So it's not only that this happened to the Altarebba, this happened to, once this happened to the Altarebba, this happened to all of us. That made it possible for us to now be free, be redeemed, anytime we're in a mess. Last night when it was very late at night and I was struggling with the tech issues of um, trying to edit yesterday's audio and it was devaults. And nobody exactly to ask at one in the morning. And I couldn't go to sleep until I got it. And it just wasn't working. You couldn't export it, import it, cut, slice, you know, yada-da. While it was happening, I said, I know, I know that there's um, a redemption in this. I know it's, this isn't just a, a, this is not just a case anymore of saying, Hashem, maybe you didn't want me to send out the recording. No, 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 no. We've moved beyond that. Hashem, I know it's in there. I know the solution is in there. I don't know how to get it out, but I know it's in there and I know it can become actualized physically in front of my eyes. Maybe I have to go to sleep and just drop it and wake up and it will be solved. But the redemption that I need in this tech issue, it's got to be there. We're no longer pushing things away and saying, okay, guess Hashem didn't want this recording but rather we're saying, I know it's in there. I just have to figure out how to get it out. In the end, what ended up happening is I spoke to a free conference call, and she said, okay, you know what? Tell me which part you want erased um, from what minute to what minute, and I'll put a send in a ticket, and I'll ask them to erase it for you, and then we'll send you an email telling you this part is erased, and we divided this into two, and we did this, and we'll do it for you which they didn't have to do. Because they always say, ma'am, you, we just record, you have to take care of the editing. She basically said, we'll edit it for you. Because the redemption was inside of the struggle. When the Alta rebel was in jail in the struggle, his redemption was inside of that struggle. The job was to get it out. Once he got out, and he got the redemption out from inside the struggle, he made it possible that we can get out, get our redemption out from every struggle that we're in. Not simple, but it's doable. Now, how do we have this Kayach? Because David and Melech did it. And David and Melech is Mashiach, David Malka Mashiach. So if Mashiach, and we have a spark of Mashiach in this, if David and Melech got out, and the Altareva got out, you're talking about David and Mashiach, why did they do that? For us, so we could get out. So, um, because David Amelech said it, he was in the midst of a war. There was a whole, you know, his own children, got the whole country against him. That's not simple. His own son, and the whole army was fighting against him. That's not fun, you know. You've given everything. You're David Amelech. You've given everything you have to the Jewish people. And then your kid creates a revolution, gets everybody on your side, pretty painful. Makes a revolution, gets the whole army on, on, on their side and fights you to get rid of, to impeach you, you know, right? To impeach you. <laughs> so, right, so um, pretty painful. <clears throat> and in the end, when it was all done, or at some point, David Amela said, he described the situation, he said, I won. My soul was redeemed. I won. And in peace. That's not easy. I'll explain in a second. In peace. Mikravli, padavashal Mikravli, it was hand-to-hand combat. It was, it was tough. It was hand-to-hand combat. Mikravli, kibirabim hayu limadit. The multitudes were with me. The question that the Rebbe asks is, the civic How do you win a war in peace? Either I win or you win. That's not called peace because somebody loses and they're not going to be peaceful. If I'm just looking for myself, I won the war. If I'm, you know, if I'm a 40s person, I just want to win the war. I don't care if she loses. If I'm a 60s person, I'm never going to feel comfortable winning unless she wins too. Peace, Right, peace out, man. So from the 40s point of view, I'm not saying people who were born in the 40s are not nice people. I'm just saying in the 40s, the the mindset was, I'll win, you'll lose. And I'm going to fight to become the winner. You have to be the loser. What are you going to do? (laughs) Somebody has to lose. Better not be me. In the 60s, that was that was the rebellion. That was the rebellion. Everybody went to their parents and said, this mentality of I win, you lose, I win, she loses, we're not willing to live like that. They said, "Well, that's that's life." Claire, that's life, Claire. <laughs> that's life." And we said, "It it can't be life. We've got to make it a different way. It's got to be I want to win. But I don't want her to lose. Can't we both win? That come on, in life you can't both win. Now, where did we get that instinct in the sixties? Assuming we're saying that you know we were around in the sixties. Where did anybody get that instinct in the sixties? Yutef Kitlay, Favya the author of A Baladishua. Hadivash Alansi, David Melech. David Melech came along and in the sixties he was infusing the people with that mindset of padavashal nafshi in a war you can't win the war in peace if somebody else loses that's not called real peace you could say padavashalam. no Pada nafshi i won you know my soul was redeemed but peace in peace that means we both have to win how can we possibly both win that's an impossibility how can we possibly both win the answer, it's, it's called multi-level marketing. We can both succeed. It's a, it's a new model. The old model was, I open a business, I have a shoe store, you have a shoe store, um, I take away your business, you take away my business. That's the way it goes, competition. Who would have ever imagined creating a model in business called, I'm not in multi-level, multi-level marketing though, in which the more I succeed, the more you succeed, the more I succeed. Um, yeah. It's completely out of the box model. It's like Padva Shalom Nafshi. So David Amela said, I'll tell you how you can win a war in peace that we all win. So simple. Because Ki the rabim Hayu Imadi. The multitudes, the enemies, They weren't real enemies. They were really on my side. They weren't real enemies. They actually, and that was the situation with David and the army that fought against him were davening in their hearts, really, that David and should win. They did not want, they really didn't, in their deepest heart, want to win and defeat David and They actually... They were doing what they had to do, whatever the political situation was and the social situation was. In their hearts they actually wished that David HaMelech would win. So even Anshe of I'm uh, sorry, who was it that had the army that was opposing that was opposing David of Shalom, his son. Anshe of Shalom l- l- David. The people of shalom we're davening that David Himalas, supposedly their opponent, should win. So this is a really profound... This is, this is the new model. I don't want my enemy to be an enemy. Can't we all be friends? Okay, so the Nefesh what? What? A role okay, enemy, Okay. so the nefesh of Bahamas is playing a role of enemy. And then clearly as we go to Geula, then we're going to see from Hasidus that even the nefesh of Bahamas now is not even faking it. It's just we all want that, every, that even the nefesh of Bahamas is going to stop fighting us if we work with it properly and use it to sync up with what the nefesh of peace wants. But, but the, the model for this, when we're stuck in any problem, how, how do I get out of here in peace? You know, I'm in a tech problem. I'm in a, in a this problem. I'm in a, a real problem. Tech problems are not real problems, you know. I mean, Rahmanuslan, a real problem. How do I emerge from this problem to have peace? Rabbi Amela says, take it from me. Always picture my battle. My own son turned the whole nation against me. How would I have peace from that? I'll tell you how I had. I I, I, I won, and I emerged in peace. How did I emerge in peace? It turned out that they weren't real enemies. David Amalekah is telling us something. David Malcolm Mashiach is saying, if we decide that all the enemy circumstances, the, the stuff that is fighting against us, and the people who are fighting against us, they're not real enemies. That there are, no, in a sense, many things are no longer real enemies. In Nevada, right? It changes everything. It changes everything. Including, you know, you're walking on the street and there's this scary crowd of people walking towards you. That's no, but where was I recently, just the other day? Oh, yeah, we were walking. and It was late at night, and we were walking on Eastern Parkway. And, uh, um, and this, big, this big black guy, a couple of times it's happened to me. One time I, was, I came to the corner of Eastern Parkway, and this big black guy approached me, and he said, do I look okay? And I said, yeah, you look fine. And he said, thank you. And he gets on the phone, he says, this lady said I look okay. I said, thank you, ma'am. Right? I knew. Help him out. He's not, he doesn't want to be scary. So I forget what he asked us this Mosei Shabbos, something like that. He said, like, like, you know, also that kind of a thing. He said, like, you think it's going to be bad weather? And I said, no, it's not going to be bad weather. You're fine. He didn't want to be a big, scary guy. He didn't want us to look and run away. He wanted us to look at him as a nice guy. You know, I certainly know that from the work I did at Medgar Evers College. The people would come up, you know, they were these very large guys. <laughs> very large guys. And they have everyday problems like everybody else. You know, my cousin was mean and, you know, she didn't talk to me for three months. And, you know, they don't want to always have to be scary. It's, it's, very, tr- it's very trying to always have to be scary. So when we look at people like, you're not scary, you're a good guy. You're not an enemy. Yeah, they want to be a good guy. They want somebody to not be scared by them. Many years ago, um, I had a friend, Ruti, and she said she was. it was the time when, God forbid, Rahman Aslan, people were grabbing people's necklaces on the street. Remember those days? So she, And it, everybody walked around in terror over here. So she was walking with a friend, and there was... Um, a black woman walking in front of her. And these guys came up and they grabbed her necklace. And she said, oh, those boys. She decided, okay, those boys. You know, I, she was upset. She was annoyed. They took her necklace. But she wasn't scared. Oh, those boys. And so you don't, we don't know how much that can transform them. We're talking about a redemption in peace. It turns out that the enemies didn't want to be my enemies. Once I start reframing all my enemies... All of a sudden, I start to step into peace. Part of the That's what the algorithm. Yeah. Yeah, by us seeing them as not real enemies. Yeah. And especially if somebody's coming towards you, oh, they came for a Shevon Mitzvah's card. <laughs> right? They came, they came, they, I bet they came for something good. Again, we have to be street smart. We have to know what to do. You know, you, you, know, you don't go to, uh, what are those places in Israel? You know, don't, don't go to Gaza. You know, you have to know what and where. We, we don't want to be naive. But in general, we want to start to look at many of the things in our lives that feel like enemies, like the tech issue with the recording and the free conference call and the Audacity software and the export import, that whole thing. Is this an enemy circumstance, or is this a friend? This is Rabin. Rabin, Kiba Rabin, ha'yumadhi. The Rabin is the Rishosa Rabin, the street. The street is like the people who aren't there to help you. The traffic, the noise, the the craziness of the street, the Rishosa Rabin. It's not the cozy, warm Rishosa Yachid, where you're in this cozy, wonderful space with Hashem inside this cute little shoal where only, you know, 10 people are davening and, and, and it's very warm and cozy and, and, and welcoming. The street, the noisy, horrible, imposing, awful street. That's the rabin. The the tur says it was on David Amelok's side. It's on our side. It was on my side. It was my friend. It was my friend. That redeems me in peace. So in this we see Kadev Ashalom Nafshi of David Malch Mashiach, the victory of, of Melach based David MiBeis David Mizera mi Here we see the victory of Mashiach. He fights the wars of Hashem. How does he fight them? Both ways, but Ad and he wins. As the Mittler Rebbe says, the true Shleimus of Kadev Nafshi will be in Yemais Mashiach in a way higher way than it was in the time of Devon and Shlema. We will reframe all the enemies, and they will cease to be enemies. And in addition to this, there's the parish, Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu, Betar G'milis Rassad Matibur Mailani, Padani That the Padilla, the redemption of the Shina, will come together with, That's with us in God. So what does it mean, Rabbi? These multitudes, the enemies, the street, the 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 scary people on the street, the scary street, the annoying this street. What what does the Rebbe do with the street? He takes us out of the shul on Sukkot, which is Sukkot is a very cozy, warm time. You're sitting in your yummy, cozy sukkah with your Little inner inner circle group, and you're you're, you're um, insulated from the street. You don't have to deal with the street. That's it. It's like a nice intimate experience. You can shut yourself up eight days away or eight days away from that crazy street that makes you nuts. And the Rebbe says, "Good, go out into the street now." Because you, you made that little sukkah into your rishus ayachid, into your little cozy space where you are in, in this intimacy with Hashem. And the rabbit says, now let's go into the street and make the whole street into, into one giant sukkah. We don't, we don't close ourselves off because Hashem works really fast through the power of Hasidus. He gives us these little gummy spaces which sometimes last a minute. And then he says, now take that yummy space out to the out to the street because you can transform the street. It's not about saving myself. This is about redeeming my soul in peace. I want everybody saved. So, the rabbin also means, you know, davening with the work, is emphasized even more in As it says, um, when 10... ten Daven together, etc. Okay. So, what is the connection between the Altareva, David Melech, and David Malcham and, and and us, and the Gula of the Shechina? The whole point of Gula, of the Altareva, and Yutesh Kis, Kislav, is Hafat Samayanus Chutta. We know that the Iker Indian of Yefut began after he left imprisonment. Because, again, these wellsprings, they're very nice, but they, they're little cozy. There's a, like a little cozy wellspring where it's so delicious, you could just take a tent and camp out there over near the wellspring and live there forever. But it says, we're going out. We're going out. So since through Hafat Mayan we bring Mashiach, it comes out that the Geul of the al it's connected with part of the Shalom Nafshi of, of David Malk Mashiach. So to say it deeper, the Yafutamay Nasecha is, is Mashiach. It is Bias Mashiach. Because, let me ask you, what does it mean the wellsprings go out? The yummy, warm, little intimate space with Hashem permeates the whole world. That's ga'ula. That's ga'ula. Um, because it means what is revealed, how does that happen? In that little private space, it's like a little cafe where you have this little tete-a-tete and you really get to know the one you're sitting there in this, at this little, there's this twosome table. You're having this little, very intimate tete-a-tete conversation. And you're in this delicious space, and everybody gives you that private space to just be there. Who are you having a -a tete-a-tete with? God Almighty. And you're getting to know each other. He already knows you. You're getting to know him. You're getting to know him. Now that you're getting to know him... It turns out that everybody else wants to know him too. But in order for you to be able to let everybody in on that delicious relationship, you first have to get to know him yourself. How do you get to know him? You learn Hasidus and you get to know him. So the, therefore, and where is that place where there's that little cafe where you have this little tete-a-tete with God Almighty Himself, in the wellspring, in the source, right in the source, like a little table for two, nobody bothering you. That's where there's the knowledge of God. You get to know Hashem Yidis That's where you have that little intimate understanding and knowledge, and really getting to know Hashem. The Alter says, "Boom, let's spread it. Let's." Let's open up the doors of that cafe and open up the walls of the cafe and spread it to the whole world. Let's do that, and so and that's what Yitzchak's Kisle was was all about. Because as the closer we get to Eisah man that time Yemaisa Mashiach, guess what people are going to be doing in Yemaisa Mashiach? Rambam says everybody's going to want to be in that cafe. You'll meet people on the street say, like, hi, what's your name? Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. So tell me something. You know, I'm interviewing different women. So what interests you in life? You know, you want to join my podcast, my videos, Eric, right? You know, Jennifer, what interests you in life? She says, what do you mean? Getting to know God. What else is interesting? And it's unbelievable, wherever you go to interview women of any, all types, of everything, the Arab women, the, 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 anybody. You say, what interests you? You know, I want to interview you on my TV show. Okay? So she says, what do you mean? I'm interested in getting to know God. Nobody's going to be interested in anything else. So how do you do it? I said, well, I do it through being a journalist. She said, I do it through... You know, running a snack bar in a bowling alley. To say, seriously, by running a snack bar in a bowling alley, you get to know God? She said, yeah. Because I have all these teachers. I have these unbelievable teachers, like yourself, who teach me the deepest facetus. And it gives me a sense of what I am really accomplishing when I am running this snack bar at the bowling alley. And really, I'm only doing the snack bar at the bowling alley. I mean, people need snacks at the bowling alley. But I'm doing it because I want to know God. And this seems to be my way of knowing God. You know, there's a whole story about a, a girl who met up with a... She was Jewish. She wasn't. She thought she, she didn't, But I think she was Jewish, but she didn't think she was. And she met up with a gala... And and he told her, you're Jewish, you have to live a Jewish life. And she said, why, why, why you? And he said, so why don't you become Jewish? He said, I'm a Gullah. This is who I am. I, you know, I belong to the church. And this is the position I feel that God gave me. And I feel that this is my way to help people reach their truest potential. So I do this. So another person could say, I was charged with a mission to run a snack bar in a bowling alley And this is the way I help everybody that I come in contact with reach their greatest potential, including myself. But the only thing that interests me within this is getting to know God. And every day I feel like I'm getting closer and closer with God as I'm running the snack bar. I mean, people will still run snack bars in bowling alleys, won't they? Still have to eat french fries while you're bowling. Or yam fries, maybe. So... (laughs) as it says, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. It's not only this, that the world will not conceal Hashem, the knowledge of Hashem, there will be no more of Shekhinah, the world will be full of the knowledge of Hashem, wherever you go, the snack bar, the bowling alley, the this, the that, you're, you're, you're trying on different sizes of bowling shoes, each one will give you a deeper and deeper and deeper understanding of Hashem. By the time you finish bowling, you say, wow, I thought I knew God. Oh, my goodness, after this bowling match, wow, what I know about God is, I don't know how I managed it yesterday. It was so superficial, <laughs> you know. I thought, you know, it came through the size 10 shoes instead of the size 9. Oh, my goodness, if I had known that, I would have run yesterday. And, and, and so who are going to be these teachers that guide people? in How do you get to know God through, you know, the bowling shoes? Ah, you're going to have good teachers. Who? The Jewish people. They're chachamim. First of all, Jewish people, they always have opinions. Right? Don't get the size 10. They look so slumpy on you. Get the size 9. Okay? <laughs> they always have opinions. Because we're always looking for the spark of Hashem. There's some reason why we always always have opinions. No, don't do this. Don't buy that chair. I'm telling you, we want to stop somewhere. We ask a woman directions. How do you get to Walmart, and how do you get to the waterfall? If she weren't Jewish, she would have just given us this way to the waterfall, this way to, to Walmart. We said, thank you very much. And at the end, she gave us her opinion. Don't go to the waterfall. You'll have a better time at Walmart. So I said to the kids, she's Jewish. She's Jewish, no question. Who else would tell us what to do? But there's something in there, because she senses that I'm going to get to know God more Better at Walmart, she somehow senses it. she does 't know where it's coming from, so she 's telling me what to do i 'm telling you if you want to know God, go to Walmart don't go to the waterfall. Whatever she knew about what I was going to encounter there, she was given this instinct that something was going to happen to me in Walmart that was going to give me, give me a deeper understanding to explain this this Sicha right so so we are going to be the you we will be big hakhamin the items where I assuming we will go no great did Hidden secrets, and we will be able to grasp the knowledge of our Creator according to the fullest of human capabilities That's the shleimus of we, the shleimus of being close to Hashem, And so, okay, and so, Mashiach through yafutsu is emphasized. It's, it's hinted at in these words. Again, this is the method. I want peace. Hashem, I want peace. Enough of the struggle. I can't, I can't, I can't. Please, I'm officially going to sign tonight. I'm giving up my struggle addiction. I want peace. I want peace. I don't want to be in the struggle anymore. I don't want to put myself into struggle. I don't want, you know, we're surrounded by a world of people addicted to struggle. And they don't know about it and and will unconsciously do reverse polarity, ridiculous things, fall into a struggle and then be struggling, you know, happen to go up the down the stairs too quickly, uh-huh, fall down, uh-huh, just happen to hurt their knee, uh-huh, and now the, the, now they're crutching for three months that they you know because they hurt their knee, uh-huh. Right, you can't fool the healers. (laughs) We're savvy to this stuff. We're savvy to the fact that we do it ourselves, right? Happen to hook up with the most ridiculous people so that we get into this big mess that we can't get out of. Uh Uh-huh. Happen to hire the wrong lawyer, Happen to, so that he makes the whole mess, so that we have more struggle. Good morning, welcome to the world of Jewish people, right? This is what we all do. How would I know about it? What do you think? I know about it by watching. So, done. We don't want the struggle anymore. I want peace. So the Altair Rebbe says, oh, good. Great. And tonight it's on sale. (laughs) Tonight it's on sale. It's a birthday sale. Birthday flash blowout sale. You can have peace starting tonight. You want it? I do. Okay, what do I have to do? Um, three words. Live them. Make them into a system. You get peace. Okay, I'm on. What do I do? First word, the rabbin. The multitude. The enemies. We've got to redefine enemies. Okay. Means, Yisrael. When we are, Mephuzer and Mephoreb when we are all spread out, uh, scattered, when you're emotionally scattered or scattered out, you don't see yourself as being a unit with other people, and you don't see yourself as together, together with others and together with yourself. When you're allowing yourself to be scattered and not together, um, yeah, that makes it easier to fall into a struggle. When you're all distracted, you're all over the place. It's easier to, God forbid, slip on the ice, ruin, hurt the knee, and you know, and all that other stuff, right? But so the Al says, remember, when all of that stuff, the the robin, the where you're you're all you're unfocused, you're um, you're you're spread out, you're you're you're, you're separate you're separate, you're spread out all over the place, you're all over the place, and with each other too. You don't see each other, you don't, you're don't. you not in the unit, you're not in the tight unit, but you're just, he's here, she's there, 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 and everything's just scattered. We need to reframe it, imadi. When this scattered reality becomes one with Hashem, one with imdavid malka meshichah, and what with Hashem? When we take all our scattered stuff and we say, no, 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 Hashem, I'm with you. Mashiach, I'm with you. Let's pull it all together. It's like, zook, it pulls it all together. How do we do that? First of all, why would I do it? Changes everything. Take all your scattered energy and all your scattered feeling of, she doesn't think about me, I don't think about her, she doesn't care about me. Everybody's lonely. People are very busy, so they don't notice that they're lonely. Everybody's lonely because the only way you get to be un-lonely is you, if you're in this incredible union, tete-a-tete cafe with God. So people with the 15 kids, those and gazon, et cetera, et cetera, and the 185 grandchildren, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and they work in corporate America, and they don't even have their own little cubicle, and they're with people all day long, are still lonely, because the only anti-lonely thing is being in that little tete-a-tete cafe with God. So, says the altar ever, no, so go there. So go to the tete-a-tete cafe. Don't look at all the scattered stuff in your life and all the details and all the opposition, and all the problems and all the tech challenges and all the, and all the snobby people and all that and, and all that as against you, it's Imadi, it's with me, it's with Javad Malka Mashiach. it's with Hashem. If you tune into your Yechida, how is it that the Rebbe looks at the street and says, yeah, great, a place to really know Hashem. And we look at the street and say, oh, it's so annoying, the noise, the traffic, the, the parking, the we have know something that we don't know. He says, why don't you jump into my head headspace? Listen, uh, this is not an exclusive club. You have a spark of Mashiach in you. Bechina Tzyechida. You could live that way too. You have a, a unifying machine in you. That you just, mm, 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 mm. anything you look at is it, like, ooh. It immediately takes you back to the cafe, the Teth Teth Cafe. Well, i Amen. right. And so, where do we do? We have to perceive it through the spark of, of Yehida, which is the spark of the Yechida Kalalith, which is the Yechida Liyechetcha, which is connected with, as one with Hashem, Yechida Shalaylam. Takes you back to that cafe. In a way, if you throw the Kuchibichu Kulachat. And not only that, then you spread that experience to the whole world. Everybody starts to feel like they're in the cafe with Hashem, the Risha Sarabin. By being involved again, the Rebbe takes us out into the streets and has us making it into the tete a tete cafe with a chef. Was it this year when it was four in the morning and the rain really cats and dogs, right? And watching those guys dancing, I just sat there with my umbrella. It was so much fun because I was dry. And they once they were soaking wet and their hats and their everything, their shoes were soaked to the bone, they might as well have just continue dancing. And they danced and danced and danced. And anybody who was dancing for Simcha Shueva with the rain pouring. It was unbelievable. They were in the cafe. Oh, yeah. They were in the cafe. So um, how do we get there? When we're learning, Tyra, <laughs> and especially Panini and especially as, as it's revealed, as is explained through Tara Hasidis, that is the Ahida Shibaira. That's the cafe. That's why we're in when we're in the middle of a Sikh or a maimer, we feel like we're in the cafe. That's where the light of tara is revealed, as it says arise It's right to the or Yaisa, the or itself, the light itself not just the revelation, not just the spreading out of the light, like, but the light itself goes to every place. Wow, wherever I go, the cafe is following me. You know, like the guys who say, I get on the plane, there's the Chabad rabbi. I get off the plane, he's there. He, what does he take a plane faster than me? He's wherever I go. Same guy with the black hat and the..." and then I get, how does he follow me? Wherever I go, there's the Chabad Rabbi, and he's, he's just following me all around the world. There's the cafe in this in this, in this tete with, with Hashem. So the light itself is revealed in every single place, not just in Lashon HaKaidish, but in Yaisa, in the other languages. It's the memuta between Lashon HaKaidish to the, seven, the 70 languages. And from this, the 70 languages, and then it goes out to the whole world in the 70 languages. This is what it means. And since the rabim hayu means the multitudes, the enemies, were with me, they're really mine, they're really in the cafe. That even they're in a situation of mafutra mafutra, when we're spread out among all the nations, all over the streets, we're, you know, in some faraway airport, alone, etc. There's still the level of Yechida there. The Yechida in Yunafesh nefesh and the Yechida in Zaira, which is connected with the Yechida of the world, Imadi. And through that, you reveal the Akhtis of Hashem in the entire world, the Rabbi And that creates Patevashal Nafshi. Now your soul has peace. And the soul of everybody has peace. Tadiyah. Ge'ula mitzahashlema. Um... Uh, maybe we're going to skip this part. Just um, a sec. Okay, that was a, why was that year was so important because the way the, the 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 year went and how it was divided up. Whenever I skip a part, it ends up being the most important part. But it is what it is. And that year was a, a full year. Okay. Okay, the Um This is where this is the revolution that we that every single Jew nitzak klal yisrael should take on a haklata taiva to add in tyra avida milchasa Hasaddin. Why? Because it takes you to the cafe. It's not a should. It's really a want. You want to be in the cafe, tyra going into Taira, doing Vaida unifying with Hashem, and doing what he wants in his system, takes you the, what's the word, fast track to the cafe. When you do that, adding on to this, you take this on, it's a fast track to the cafe. As we see, um, from there we go to the from Yetz Kedshey we go to the, right away into the days of Chanukah almost right away where we add one light every day It's a minhag we add light every day not only in the home of a yid but outside and the main hashba is outside because it's all about publicizing miracles and so we want to start with this right away by adding in mitzvah, the mitzvah tzedakah, adding in tzedakah um, more than you gave today, because it's a, it's a yom skula, Add in tzedakah today. Tzedakah makayreves is the gorula, and that emphasizes padevashal nafshi and And here is the revolution. Immediately, we should have padevashal nafshi keep you ha'yumadi that every single Jew should be with me, with David Malka Mashiach. With Hashem, that that I, you're redeemed from among the nations, and Hashem and Mashiach is redeemed. Ubefrat. Here's the revolution. Ubefrat. shebahem achav, And especially in these days, yamayza Mashiach, in which we find ourselves today. That's a very strong statement, especially in yamayza Mashiach, in which we find ourselves now, we now find ourselves in Yemaisa Mashiach. So it doesn't feel like it, but here's the statement: Ubi frat biyamenu elu and especially in these days, Yemaisa Mashiach that we find ourselves now in. We find ourselves now in Yemaisa Mashiach. What should I do to feel it? Doesn't feel like it. What we need to do to feel, to tune into what's really going on. We somehow are in Yemite Mashiach. No question, it's the first phase of Yemite Mashiach, which is less fun than the second one. People... Open your eyes. Right, what to do is open your eyes. And we will see. And we will see that the Ge'ula mitis vashlema, the Pashtis, already exists. <coughs> B'chol yeah. Open our eyes and we will see that the Ge'ula is already here, literally, the Pashtis. And all Yidin, our sons, our daughters, our, our, uh, our old, our young, our young, our old, our sons, our daughters, Mukhanim, B'chol are ready, in all details, the Prate the L'Geshef L'Heshi V'la all, everybody's ready to come to the, the table. Everybody's ready to go to the table of Mashiach with all the good stuff there. Beginning with the inyan of gula. Everybody's ready to eat the, to have the 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 table. Everybody's ready to go to that table where you have the Logos and the Disharabar, Yainu Meshuma, and to know Hashem. Mala Arsudea Hashem. Kamayim L'Yam M'Chassid. I want to say something on this. Um, and the Rebbe says in footnote 66 that Yemaisa Mashiach that we find ourselves in now. As we said, As we've heard many times through Nesida Rebbe, Shalifnei Zman Rav Kfar Kalu Kala Kitsin that already, some time back, kitchen, everything was finished, and all of the things and all of the preparations have been completed. Gamakavtarme, even the buttons. So, if we find ourselves in Yumaish Mashiach, how do we feel it? Open our eyes and see and look around to see proof that the geula is here and that everybody's ready, and everybody's ready to know Hashem. And the truth is, so how do we explain that? Obviously, there are, there's more than one phase of Yemais Mashiach. The complete geula in the second phase of Yemais Mashiach is a little more fun than this one. People get really lost because they say, yeah, this is Yemais Mashiach. it doesn't look like much fun. The first phase is the major change is uh there won't be any change in Mice gracious Ella Shibad Machya Silvad. The first change, major change in Yemaisa Mashiach, the first phase of Geula is that the major difference is you're free to serve Hashem in a Jewish way. Mm. The the nations are no longer saying off with their head, chop off their head, God forbid, if they, you know, if they uh, do a bris mila or things like that. So that is the first, and that has been fulfilled. The fact that it feels like a backtrack now, however we understand that, but that first phase was already fulfilled some 20-some years ago. It's hard to say, from the moment the Rebbe said this Siha, you already saw, you know, in 1991, 1992. The minute the Rebbe is saying this tzicha, that we find ourselves in Yemaisa Mashiach. what are we going to say? Argue, no, I know better. How do I know better? I, I know better electricity than the head be- electrician. I know better dentistry than the head dentist. I didn't even really study dentistry. The head dentist, you know, the head dentist, he does know more. He says, I'm telling you we're there. It's the first phase. And not only that, to unfold it so it goes into the second phase and it really unfolds into the really good stuff, we need to be in the clues closet, right? Looking for clues, looking every minute to see, right, gaula, 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 gaula. I did this. You see how it worked out? A million examples. of synchronicity. You think it, it appears, like the altar Abba, You're accessing it entirely. Boom, it comes into your life. The people want to know Hashem. People are looking to you for the answers. Uh, the political, the this, that. There are contradictions. But there are those sparks interspersed with everything else. It's not a clear picture of all blue, 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 blue. That's blue with a lot of red. No question. But there are lots of blue sparks, sparks of gaula that are there that are a proof of gaula interspersed with all the backdrop. And our job is to not get stuck looking at the, not see the backdrop as reality. Don't be fooled by the package. Look at what's really inside. That is Yotis kislev and therefore to end off, the it says immediately we'll go with all our say the on clouds. and even more yekhu mikhaile hal yura like the ten you're shall in the historical question basically this just need is already the basically is already built and we just have to yegalav the player has to come down the kudish we should go to the kudish kedashan panimias sian of your and yes we <coughs> and the request of y of Yaqov, Laisha Bashalva, to sit in peace will be fulfilled and it shouldn't be delayed, and everybody will point with his finger and say, Hine Zahamela Hamashiach Ba Hine zeh lo Zeki Vinilov Yashenu lo Kimino Nagilda Nisbachabishwa. Two times based Pamim, flying to Shia, take her from the Admamash.